Hello, sir. Well, hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. You have a shirt with a heart on it right now. Yeah, it's my, uh, I'm repping my, my yoga studio right now. Oh, you heart yoga. Yeah. Have you been yogaing? I have since, since moving out to Minneapolis. It was always something that I wanted to do as a form of exercise because it's like, I'm 6'5 and I'm not very flexible. And I always thought like, that's something I should work on. <laughs> Being 6'5? The flexibility part. 6'5 part, unfortunately. I, well, it's not unfortunate. I like being tall, but... Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, so um, it's been bumpy. I've been off and on doing it, but there's a, there's a studio right down the street from where I live, so... And it was relatively new, so the when we moved here, he like just started offering classes, and they were really small, and now it's kind of grown, and I've been able to kind of grow with the studio, so... Yeah, it's really kicking my butt these days, but it's a great form of exercise. Are you f- actually are you noticing your flexibility improve? Like marginally? Yeah, I think I can when I bend down to touch my toes, I think I can like do it with more ease. <laughs> and like it's fun. Yeah, like when I sit down and like put my legs out and try to fold over, you know, you're like you're supposed to be able to do that, I guess, and I'm like I <laughs> used to be like 90 degrees and now I'm like, I don't know. 80 degrees. <laughs> so yeah. it's a very gradual process. There's, I have a fact for you taken from Tim Ferriss's podcast guests, mm-hmm. which is the metabolic rate of connective tissue that controls flexibility is like a fifth that of muscle tissue. Hmm. So like if you are trying to get stronger, you can get strength increases pretty fast because like your muscle tissue turns over so fast. Like I think it's like every 30 days, like all your cells are replaced. Possibly that's the replacement rate. Yeah. But like the your ligaments and tendons are like, you know, 180 days for yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So it's a, it's a slow thing. That's the other side effect I've noticed is like just feeling stronger overall. Like, um, mm. mm-hmm. I don't know, just my arm, like there's a lot of, and it's full body workout, you know, cause you're, you're working legs, sure. arms, the whole, the whole thing with just basically your own weight. And, um, yeah, I've felt that for sure. I think I could stand to lose a few pounds too. And I think that'll probably happen just because I, I come out of there completely drenched and like <laughs> I've obviously been uh, burning some calories. So nice. Cool. So uh, what's new in Dripland? Hmm. New in Dripland. Lots going on. Did your uh, marketing site refresh? I feel like the, the, the root landing page looks different than it used to. I think so. Yeah. Or at least they're running an, uh, an AB test. I think they've been testing it for a while and yeah, I've, I've taken a peek at that. It's, I'm not directly involved in the the rollout of that because it's kind of handled by the, the marketing team now. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks looks really great. I, I love the visual refresh they've done. Um, and I think there's a new like testing some new things on the pricing page, like whether to show the I think we've now hidden the calculator on the the enterprise plan. So it's like, you know, if you're above a certain level, just contact us for pricing. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely definitely doing a lot of experimentation on that side. Yeah. And on the, on the product side, yeah, a lot going on. Um, I was just, it's funny yesterday I was just sitting back and looking at kind of reviewing what everybody's working on. And we had like 28 issues marked as, as in progress. Wow. (laughs) So that's crazy. (laughs) I posted something in Slack and I was like, Hey guys, let's, um, I know we all like to move fast. Uh, let's try to bring some of these to completion before starting anything new. Uh, so starting yeah. to, I mean, it was starting to stress me out a little bit, like feeling like things are mm-hmm. getting a little bit out of hand. You know, if you get too many open threads and then and then like you may go a week without looking at one of them. So then you get back and the context switching gets more painful, you know. So um, but overall, I think it's it's good. It's like we're still figuring out the best way to smooth out kind of the the 
fric- not friction, but just like the the inefficiency that happens when you know three people are working on an issue and they're trying to hand it back and forth between all of them. So we, you know, usually the designer takes first crack at the feature and he's like, "All right, I've got the designs ready," and then that kind of goes through like a little bit of review and iteration with me and or Rob, and then and then it gets handed off to to backend or JavaScript depending on who needs to be involved, and they do some work, and then maybe some things need to go back to the designer. So, you know, it kind of bounces all around. And in the meantime, while the design part is relatively done, he moves on to start a new thing. So you kind of end up with this, like, if we're not careful, I feel like this could, we may not get a whole, a handle on it. <laughs> you know, we may end up with some things that are like months old, which would be, which would be not good. So, yeah, that's interesting. My, my reaction when you said 28 things was like, oh, that's awesome. You're doing so much at once, but your point about the, context switching and all that makes a lot of sense yeah and i think like i don't think it's necessarily bad like i I know a lot of this is true for myself and true for other people on my team like a lot of times we like to have some some longer running things running in the background and then also working on smaller wins bite-sized features so you know i think it's valuable to to maybe have a handful of things like for example our our javascript engineer is working on kind of a refactor of our client javascript because it's it's like a 2000 line long <laughs> javascript file that doesn't have any like module packaging and doesn't really have great like automated test coverage so we want to kind of like get that into its own repository get real tests on it integration tests all that kind of stuff but you know that's not so urgent that he needs to work on that exclusively for the next 2 months you know so it's just kind of like a background thread of when there's you know, when he's waiting on other people to work on some of his branches, he can switch over to that longer running task. So that makes sense. Yeah. And I think, I think actually what's happened right now, now I'm thinking this through, probably some of our, some of the folks on the team have run out of some long running tasks. So now when they get to completion on one of their short tasks, they just move on to another one and another one and another one, you know? Right. So maybe that's what I need to do is look for some, some background thread things for people to work on. Yeah. Is there a certain like layer that is tends to block the others? Yeah, that's always morphing. Like I think it depends feature to feature really. I think design is often one of the quickest parts to get done once we've iterated on it because mm-hmm. you know it doesn't involve unit tests and and database migration, like all the all the things go into back end. So I think that usually back end yeah. is kind of the bottleneck, but yeah, it really varies. Yeah. I remember in my thoughtbot days, we would try to have two developers per designer mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. That was usually about right. And design would try to stay a couple weeks ahead of development, mm-hmm. like working really closely with like the stakeholder slash client person. That, that seemed to work pretty well. Was there like always like a, a stream of bite size on a typical project where there like a stream of bite size things that the developer, that the designer could stay a couple weeks ahead on and they're just like designer and developers are kind of marching along at the same cadence or were there times where the designer was like, all right, I've done all the design work. Now you guys need to, you know, catch up or. Hmm. I think sometimes that would happen. It usually stayed like, I guess it would depend on the project. I don't recall designers getting like stuck with nothing to do very often. Yeah. Uh, And we, I feel like we usually stayed like roughly the right distance from them. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when if, if there was sort of a lull, there's almost always something you can go back and polish up that you have been meaning to do. That's kind of like a long running thing, I thread, I guess, of like, all right, now that core functionality is built, like go back and refine. And so actually mm-hmm. to that end, we're, we're adding another designer um, next week. He's uh, first day starting. So now we're going to have two, two designers on the team. Nice. Yeah. 
it'll be nice to have have some redundancy there and um you know obviously obviously to be able to to work on more work and also for our existing designer to have someone to kind of bounce ideas off of i think that's really valuable too totally that was always something that was uh, almost never happened on client projects because they're like well we have a designer we don't need a second one but you're right it is it's it's super nice to have a colleague that understands all your work and you can yep pull them over and such yeah totally like i yeah it would be hard to it's hard to put myself in his shoes because there's so many of us, so many developers on the team. You can always like right. pull someone aside and interface, but he's kind of, I mean, I can do, I can serve that role a little bit, but I've got a lot on my plate. So it'll be nice to, you know, have someone dedicated totally. to that, to work with him. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I've been, I mean, I, I'm, I keep noticing these like, little changes in the interface and it's, it's nice. Just these little tweaks and it's getting a little cleaner, a little better. It's, it's awesome to see. Yeah. Oh, it feels so good. Like I love the visual refreshes and there's more coming. Like we have, um, uh, you probably noticed the campaigns page in Drip. The the list of campaigns has a new design, and we call it like our resource list design because it's like a list of resources <laughs> that <laughs> yep, can be applied yep. to any any type of any place where we need to list things like that. Um, and we started with the campaigns page, and that's going to gradually get rolled out everywhere. So I think subscribers list is next. Cool. I was just I was just QAing that yesterday, and it looks so good. Um, I was just like, I was sitting back looking at the subscribers page, like, dang, this looks so much better than it did before. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's that's that was always my favorite part about having a designer on the project was just like you'd like pull like you get pull and all of a sudden like you're like oh yep. wow yep. Look at this page <laughs> yep totally awesome totally that's so cool a good drip support experience this week yeah I uh, so so there's I went to add an email to a campaign. Mm-hmm. And the, there's like a little bit of copy on the list of emails that says there are 700 people that have completed this campaign already. If you add an email, they'll get it immediately. Mm-hmm. And so I added the email and no one got it immediately. And I was like, wait a minute. It's not actually immediately. It's immediately, but sensitive to the time send settings. At the next set time of day. Yeah. 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 And so I just sent a little message over to the, on the live chat and somebody responded. I was like, oh, yeah, I get that. That makes sense. And the next day they followed up like, by the way, we changed that. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> and i was like oh that's cool like that's just that's awesome to see that like the the follow-up was nice yeah yeah rob actually that that made its way to rob because he kind of uh, funnels through filters a lot of like feature requests and I, I don't know if i would call that a feature request but it's like kind of a bug report i guess of sorts of ui copy and so it made it to him and then he was like hey, hey check this one out he was like anytime i see a name i recognize <laughs> I like, <laughs> look at it priority processing yeah <laughs> well that was very cool I was I was impressed. Yeah, it was interesting. Like that that one, I was trying to think through how did we end up with that copy in place that said immediately, even though it wasn't totally accurate. And I mm-hmm. I'm guessing that we did that because it's kind of like a an attempt to keep people from shooting themselves in the foot. Like um, right. like if we don't yeah, yeah. make it sound like it may go out immediately, then someone might drop something in, and then lo and behold, the next set time of day for a particular subscriber was like five minutes from that time. You know. And so we didn't want people thinking that they could drop something in and not expect it to go out soon. Right. But anyone who's uh, taking it super literally could get uh, could run into what you ran into. So, yeah, cool. Well, props for being on that so fast. So, so I interrupted you. You were saying something else. Oh, no, I was just I was going to say I, I had uh, you know, one other drip anecdote was um, over the weekend. I was I was uh, kind of inspired by your your follow-up upon signing up to your newsletter actually Hmm. where you send an email and you're like hey here's some things you might find interesting 
and it was just like mm-hmm. some of your greatest hit posts or whatever. And um, I was like, you know, I should real, I should at least be doing that. I have a on scalingsass.com. I have a, a opt-in form. I even ref- I refined some of the copy on there. Hopefully, it's more enticing now. <laughs> nice. Was, it, before it was just like join the insiders. It was like very, you know, yeah. not not email marketing best practices for gathering opt-ins. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So I tried to make it a little more enticing, and then I was like, okay, I should at least send an email following up, you know, well, welcoming the person or whatever, and maybe sending an interesting link. So I decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to go in and set up a, a workflow based on submitting this form. And I'm going to send a one off email. And maybe I'll, you know, use a trigger link in there if they click the link to tag them based on like, what I think they might be interested in. And I was just like, I spent like an hour setting this stuff up. And um, overall, like it was really fun. Like I realized that most of the time I'm so busy, like building the means of production, I'm not actually using them very much. And yeah, totally. It's just a good reminder of like, if you're building a product, you should be using it, you know, Mm -hmm. relatively often just to, just to be feeling what your users are feeling. Um, and I did like in the process, I noticed a few things that were not super smooth. Awesome. And I like, fortunately I have access to the backlog. So I like filed a few issues Monday morning (laughs) when I got to work. And then like other, other things that we had just suspected would be handy. Like, you know, if you're creating a workflow and you want to send someone into a campaign, but that campaign doesn't exist yet, you should be able to click, you know, send a campaign and then like type in a name of a campaign and just click like create and have it created in the background. Because that's like if you're in the mindset of I'm setting up this workflow and there's certain campaigns that need to get sent, but I haven't written those yet, then it's a bad experience to tell someone like, go click over to the campaigns tab, create it and then come back. Right. Yeah. And I ran into that. I was like, I have I should send some follow up emails at this point. I need a campaign for that. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if I could just boom, do it here. So, yeah, totally. I, I got one more that's like that, by the way, activating a form. It's like, oh, like this, like this, this workflow won't happen until you actually activate the form. Click here to activate the form. And it takes you over to the form. And you're like, oh, activated here, I guess. Yeah. I mean, maybe you want people to, to go in there and look at it. I don't know. But that's just something I noticed the other day. Maybe like a, you click it and it's like, are you sure this is uh, all set how you want or something? And it's like a little, a little helper <laughs> copy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 So that was fun. Yeah. That's, that's, it. That's, that's great. What a, that's a good uh, dog yeah. fooder experience and that's you know like lead pages to their credit like very strongly pushes dog fooding their own products you know and they're like every every employee gets a free drip and lead pages account to to toy around with and you know because i think they recognize the value in that so anything else new in your world i think that's it for me i'm anxious to hear how your uh last week of unemployment has gone dude it is a roller coaster (laughs) (laughs) it is really hard it's also good. It's also really hard. I'd say my stress level is like five times higher than my normal baseline, probably. Okay. All right. Somewhere in there. Maybe maybe less. I don't know. So what is it like? So what did I do? This week, I actually like started working at the co-working mm-hmm. space, which is good. Uh, started meeting some people and like doing, going to their, some of their like, like mixer type events. Uh, and all that was good. That's like a big improvement over, let's say, Starbucks, for example. I've been very much in uh, like exploration mode still. Uh, I started been like the the best things I did I would say have been like emailing people on my list and like saying like so I I sent an email to everyone saying like here are here's the first thing I'm thinking about doing which is the Vim course. Here are some details about what happened like me leaving Thoughtbot and got a bunch of feedback from that and I was like you know I should just tell people everything I'm thinking about doing and so I sent another follow up and was like here's eight different things I might do. 
And that was like way better, actually. It's like giving people like a menu of different things. And I was just kind of like, do any of these say like, shut up and take my money to you? Right. Yeah. And some very clear front runners emerged. Uh-huh. And the, it's basically so that the, the top three were two of them were educational and then one okay. was a product. So there's a refactoring mm-hmm. from good to great was this talk I gave a handful of times and is like probably my most, po- most popular YouTube mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. of all time. And so I pitched people on a course that was just like an expansion of those topics and also a book called The Tiny Book on Faster Rails Tests for speeding up your Rails test suite. And then the Rails SaaS uh, starter kit. So if you're going to build a SaaS in Rails, like here's like the first 100 hours of work done for you, basically. Uh, and those, those are all like pretty popular. And it's funny. So I went back and watched the Refactoring from Good to Great talk. And it's pretty good. I like I I I had not. I still like remember what's in it, but like I didn't remember much of the details. Yeah, uh, I guess that contradicts. I, I remembered the the general flow. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But watching it, I was like, this is pretty solid. Like I could see why people like this. That's good because sometimes it can be the opposite. Like like going back and reading, like looking at code you wrote a month ago, where you're like, this is crap, <laughs> you know. But at least your advice like is pr- timeless. It sounds like. <laughs> uh, yeah, or at least I, at least I still agree with it now. Yeah. There are some things I would soften, and I always find that to be true for me. Like, when I go back and read old blog posts, I almost always think, like, well, I was so sure of that right then. And a couple of years later, now I'm thinking, like, it's not always like that. Right. So there were a couple moments in the talk where it's like, you should do this. And I'm like, well, maybe. Like <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Uh, but the overall, overall, it was good. And so I'm liking more and more the idea of that as a first mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me zoom out, actually. So... Uh, it's my second, it's my third week, second week, I think of, uh, no job. And yeah, man, it's, it is tough. Uh, the isolation is real. Yeah. It helps meeting people in the coworking space. It's like having friends. Uh, I'm like reaching out to everybody for like random calls during the day or like lunch or coffee and all that is helping, but it is still definitely hard on me. And so I've been like I said, definitely stressed about it. And, and I sort of, I was thinking about it a lot last night. And the thing that I came up with that seems to like have my mind most at ease is kind of reframing it a little bit, which is like, I'm going to launch, like, I'm going to spend three months and launch one thing and then reevaluate. Mm, yeah. Because right now thinking about like, and now you have to do this forever and you have to make this work is like, sounds so stressful. Like that makes it feel much worse. Yeah. And I think, and like, I also am aware that like, this is probably the hardest part where like, I'm not established. I don't have routines. I'm not friends with a bunch of people at the place, things like that. And like, also like there's the most uncertainty. So I suspect it will get better, but still the idea right now of like, do this for years is like, oh my God, that sounds kind of horrifying. Yeah. So to calm myself down. I think uh, I'm going to basically try to time box it Mm -hmm. um, and say like, so I, I, I'm thinking about let's so the refactoring from good to great course for example has some really nice qualities which is i could make it and it would stay pretty evergreen Mm -hmm. and require almost no work to keep Mm -hmm. going so if i launched it uh and at that point i was like cool i want to go get a job now (laughs) turns out this is this is too isolating i haven't found a co-founder to work on a thing the idea has not presented itself then that thing can just keep going and i'll have put something good out in the world it will help you know build my audience and brand and I think I could feel good about, like, I wouldn't need to, like, abandon or sell that. Sure. So I think that's, and it also feels manageable. Yeah. Like, making video content for Ruby programmers, I, I can yep. do that. So I have shrunk my scope <laughs> in my head, and that seems to be helping a lot. I think that's good. Like, you, like, like we were talking about before, you can't, 
you can't it's gonna it's really difficult even in an established company like drip it's difficult to plan out and know exactly what's happening in the next three months you know Mm -hmm. markets change new opportunities arise your own like how you're enjoying what you're doing is going to change and i mean that's one of the Mm -hmm. beautiful things about being independent is you can kind of well you can work on the things that interest you most but then there's also that yeah. stress that you feel of like, okay, but I need my baseline. I need I need to support myself still, you know. And you're kind yeah. of in that phase where you you don't have total freedom yet because you're still trying to find something to give you that to cut out your burn rate, right? So, yeah, I think that's a healthy thing though to to think of it in temporary terms and even give yourself like a deadline. You know, like deadlines can be toxic, but they could also be really um, powerful motivator. And yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's totally makes sense to say like you by by this time you need to have this this you know product to a certain point of completion and um, right. I think it's going to be it's going to only have positive benefits on you. I think so too. Yeah, I like the power of a deadline to make you cut scope and focus and and get stuff done. Although, like I have I have committed publicly to deadlines before and then just watched them blow by me at sixty miles an hour. So it's 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 no guarantee. But but it would probably help. You could start with a private deadline too, and then as soon as you like, you once you kind of like get into a little bit and realize whether it's realistic or not, then you can you know commit more publicly or something. Yeah, totally. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm just gonna keep diving into the personal because that's where we are right now. But so I've been thinking. So I've I've been thinking a lot, as you might imagine. And when I was leaving Thoughtbot, I was feeling, and I probably said on the podcast that it felt like a good time Mm -hmm. to do this because uh, I was like relatively unencumbered, like single and no dependents. And I'm actually thinking that now might not be actually the best time for me to start a thing, like to go off on a really difficult adventure because I am Mm. unencumbered. Uh, Like I think, so I'm, I'm such a relationship person. Yeah. Like I get energy and ability from people. And so like, I don't, have a business partner or a romantic partner. And so it's like just Ben doing his thing on his own. And if I know one thing about me, it's that I am not, that's not where I shine. It's like when I'm part of teams that I do well. And so I wonder if the timing actually is not good, actually maybe is is (laughs) the Mm -hmm. the opposite Mm -hmm. of good for that Mm -hmm. particular thing. Yeah, I could, uh, there there are arguments in favor of, relationships and marriage i think uh rob and sherry have done a number of zen founder episodes on this kind of and i I was on one of them i think i i rob interviewed me about like how my marriage has helped been like a uh superpower or something like or just has helped helped me in my entrepreneurial journey and you know there's there's like lots of benefits of having like a another person who you know to to lean on and and you know all the benefits that come with having a, a close relationship like that Mm -hmm. so yeah i could see that i wonder have you actively pursued a co-founder for your for your near-term endeavors a little bit yes i'm actually talking to somebody uh, Mm -hmm. later next week who's a good friend of mine i don't know if it's gonna be the right logistics but yes i am i am looking for that but yeah so that's like a possibility i'm open to if i could find somebody that wants to be like i I don't think i want to do a remote Mm -hmm. thing so it's like if I could find someone that is in Boston or wants to be in Boston and wants to do this thing, that definitely changes the calculus yep. for me quite a bit. Yeah, I've, I've, I've also recognized the power of 
having someone else, having a co-founder, because like I'm trying to imagine doing doing drip without Rob, you know, and like we Mm -hmm. so many of the decisions we make together and we we often say this when we're when we're talking to people internally or new candidates, whatever, when people are trying to ask, like, what's how do you guys run product? What's your dynamic? And it's like I I think it'd be difficult for either one of us to imagine making decisions on our own because we just we tend to come up with like you put two of us in a room and the and the um it's better than a two X improvement on on the, the solution that comes out, you know, cause it's just the, where one person doesn't think of something, the other person, you know, thinks of it and, and you can kind of, I don't know, you, you share workload too. I mean, that's a big, that's a big part of it to, to know that like, I'm going to be heads down on this part. And meanwhile, marketing has not completely halted because, you know, someone else is driving that. So I think it's like really common in, especially in the micro space, micropreneur space to like, want to go solo, do it alone. And I don't know if that's, I I mean, I think it's totally fine to do that for a while and to try it, but I just don't know if that's, uh, you know, some, some people kind of romanticize that. And I think it's, it is important to know like the downfalls of that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and for me in particular, that's, that's extra true. I'd say one of my weaknesses is like Mm -hmm. overwhelm, I guess. I'll set that like a project just like gets feels like it's too big or like too like I can't see how to start. And it's just like, uh, I'm going to do nothing for a little bit and check Twitter. But when I'm with somebody else, it's like I'm better at tamping that down. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, well, we're both here. We got to get something done. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Do you have uh, you said you have mastermind group, a group that you. Yes. Yep. Do you find that that provides any of the kind of support that. Because I think a lot of people treat that as kind of like a substitute co-founder, you know? Yeah, not yet. Uh, I've only done one, and we only meet every other week. So I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think that's going to be enough. Like it'll probably help a little bit, but like I'm like a you know let's be in the same room kind of person. So so I think I'm an, I'm like I'm open to finding that. Like that would be cool to find. That would definitely change how I was thinking about all this. But the number of people that I would like, I feel like I know well enough just to start a thing with is small uh, and the logistics are a little tricky. So I guess I'm going to not assume that that will work out. If it does, that'd be cool. But that's all right if it doesn't. And I'm going to sort of plan accordingly for the the latter. Well, I think it's a good healthy amount of self-awareness that you have at this point. Yeah, dude, it's it's hard. It's like it's hard to be like, I'm going to do X. And it's like, actually, a few weeks later, it's like, what if I didn't do X? It's like there's like this really strong brain thing going on where i'm like i have to be consistent with the thing i said yeah but i was talking i was talking to my roommate last night he's like you're a grown-ass man you can change your mind (laughs) and i was like i'm a grown-ass man (laughs) that's true so i'm gonna be open to changing my mind absolutely i mean i think i think um without that level of awareness like certain people would end up in the situation they'd be like find themselves you know depressed for a long stretch of time and, and not realize why. And I think you're already, hmm. you're already ahead of the curve because you've realized like, okay, there are these, there are these parts of my personality that are kind of in tension with the, the work situation that I'm in right now. So one is like always looking to actively combat those. Um, and it, you know, you may find that it works out if you, with enough things in place with, maybe it's a combination of them, mastermind, co-working, whatever this yeah. podcast, hopefully, you know, so yeah, but I think it sounds like you're you're on the right track. Yeah, I mean it may be that everything improves, like you yep. said, sufficiently. And a couple of weeks from now, I'm like, oh, never mind. Actually, I'm feeling fine about it. I'm gonna keep you know going yeah. down this path um, of you know company yeah. or bust. But we'll see. 
But I appreciate the open openness here on this forum too, because I think it's something that <laughs> potentially people wouldn't talk about. They would see it as like, uh, like not wanting to look like they're about to change their mind or weakness or something like that, which it's absolutely yeah. not. It's, uh, these are the real things that most people deal with and maybe just don't talk about. So. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, that was before this call, I was like, what am I going to say? Like how, how rosy do I want a picture? Do I want to paint? You know? Yeah. Cause it's tempting to just be like, oh man, it's going great. I made some progress on all these things and like brush all that other stuff under the rug. But I just, it didn't feel honest. And I was like, the, I just think, I think just being as open as possible makes a good podcast. That's like one of my guiding principles. Um, so, and speaking of which, like just people on Twitter are so nice to me. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. And like, and like my, like my newsletter and stuff, it's just, I just got like, I don't know, a lot of people reaching out saying, you know, congratulations. I learned so much from you over the years. It's awesome to see you doing stuff. I'm sure you're going to do great. Uh, and it's just, it was, and other people saying like explicitly, like, I imagine this is going to be kind of tricky. So here are some things that helped me when I was in this phase. And it's just, it's awesome to have that. Absolutely. You definitely have a community that has your back. Sure. There's definitely a lot of toxicity on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. There's bad things out there, but, uh, the, the good stuff seems to be mm-hmm. finding its way to me mm-hmm. mostly. And somebody said, I said that like, you know, everyone, like you're also nice to me. I really appreciate it. And someone responded, well, you're nice to people. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I am usually nice to people. Kinda like, yeah, it's like fundamental golden rule stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I hadn't thought that maybe like my perception of that was like, I'm lucky. Be, like the, the fact that people are nice to me is a, a f- function of, of luck and, for, and good fortune. And he was like, kind of like, no, you have an input into this equation. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Conversely, like haters attract other haters and the people who are negative all the time and everything's wrong in the world attract that community, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's no those those folks like that. So, like, thank you if you did do that. And thank you, Derek, for your support. Like, it's all it it all helps. Also, by the way, holy shit, health insurance is expensive. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Um. It's kind of crazy. So I'm going to do Cobra yeah. for a little bit, which is where you can like keep paying for your old company's yep. health insurance. And like just the medical part is like 650 yeah. bucks a month. And that's with like no dental or vision. It's like, yeah, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bumping into all these things that uh, my old employer paid for. It's like, wait a minute. Hold on. I have to pay for this now. Yeah, it is. It, it's crazy. Uh, hopefully someone solves that problem. <laughs> in a definitive yeah, way <laughs> for sure yeah yeah that would be nice if only there was some sort of single thing that paid for everything <laughs> oh man yeah although i think technically i qualify for like low income health insurance in massachusetts at this point i don't know like how long i don't know like how they check up on that or like what, when you need to tell them your income has exceeded the rates or whatever but like my income is zero right now so it's like i think i i can get the cheapo I have no money, health insurance, I, I guess, maybe. Is that disingenuous? I don't know. Probably not. It aligns with the phase you're in right now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, health insurance. How about that? That's uh, always fun. That's Those are the parts that, you know, are <laughs> the the not fun parts to deal with. Yeah. And that that's like one a classic example of a thing that I feel like if I were doing it for me and somebody else, I would like feel better about that. When it's just for me and like, I can't like, I can't offload any of the things and like, I'm the only one that benefits from it. It's just like, this is just such a slog going through the state 
health insurance mm-hmm. website, which is predictably <laughs> awful. <laughs> oh man. They, I, I don't know how they end up with the worst software at the government levels. Like what, what's breaking down <laughs> so badly? <clears throat> Probably a lot uh, of things. Yeah. I, I would say Massachusetts websites are not terrible. It's like the federal ones that are really where they get, where it hurts, but they're, they're not awful. <clears throat> I renewed my passport recently and the, like the state department, uh, passport status form is like just it's hilariously bad it's it's kind of amazing it's like they're like when you like fill the form and click submit like they're like flash message of like we got your like success like here's here's some data is red (laughs) (laughs) it looks like and and it's like oh god something's wrong it's like i'm just telling you that everything's right yeah it's amazing so yeah um I'm actually doing a call later today with Sherry, uh, Rob's wife. Cause she, yeah. So for those who don't know, she does like co- coaching, entrepreneur coaching. And uh, I've talked to her before and I'm going to do it again. And uh, I'll probably tell her some of these same things, but she's, she's good in these situations. She, yeah. That's, that's a good, it's a good one to be, uh, be in touch with for sure. But I think, I don't know the, so the, so anyway, mentally, like last night I sort of came to this conclusion of, of what my current plan is. And I'm actually, now, I'm feeling better about it now. Like I'm thinking, I don't know, just it feels like a thing I can wrap my head around is like a video course for Ruby people. Yes, I can. I, I know. I think I know all the pieces for that. And it's yeah, it's it's shippable in a reasonable time frame. Um, I have some ideas for marketing it that I think could be fun. That's cool. So is that on your docket for like diving into that next this next week, you think? Uh, yeah, I would say it cool. is. I have this. Yeah. I have this problem with committing to ideas, I think, <laughs> where it's like, ah, oh, like in the idea phase, everything sounds right. appealing and I, I do get a little bit of that shiny yeah. object yeah. thing. So it's like right now, I, like that one feels really exciting, but like I have a hunch in two days, something else <laughs> will feel exciting, but I, I, I got to get over that. Yeah, I mean, I need to get better about p- p- picking a thing and executing it. But it's fine to do that in the idea phase. You just don't want to stay in that phase for too long, especially, especially where you're at right now. Yeah. Uh, I imagine it will only increase your stress level, you know? So yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's this part of it is like fun where it's like, oh, I, I could do anything, but also it's definitely it's it's kind of yep. terrible. It's like, <laughs> oh god, everything is yep. quite large. Absolutely. But yeah, so uh, I think actually I would say by next week I would next time we record I would definitely want to have the cool. idea chosen. Yeah. So let's 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 say that. Sweet. Oh man, yeah, it was good too. talking to you. That was thirty eight minutes. It went by so fast. I know. That's a good one. Good chat. Good, yeah, good chat. I still don't know where our show notes are going to end up exactly. <laughs> But by the time you hear the third episode, I think we'll probably have that result. Maybe the fourth episode. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, this podcast will get its administrative <laughs> stuff together. And uh, we'll tell you links and stuff. We are totally bootstrapping this podcast, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anybody cares. Like, everyone knows where you can find show notes, right? Like Google. Google it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Artofproductpodcast.com yeah. slash something. Yep. You'll get there. You're, you're smart internet consumers out there. Yeah, seriously. People don't need, nope. they don't need us. All right, man. I'll talk to you next week. All right, see ya. Bye.